0: All right, run not yet. Right. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, in the meantime, I'll go. I'll make a very, very slow introduction. All right, so, uh, so getting back into Monday night, she so, amidst week. So the truth is like this. Uh, you know, I try to get into the parsha usually. So parsha Vigish doesn't really have any of the six thirteen. Uh, so we'll, you know, be a little creative over here if it's okay with you. So in the parsha we have uh, Yaakov Inu and the family descending into Mitzrayim. So it says in pasuk that Yaakov Inu v'Sihuda shalach of Goyishnu. The Yaakov sends Yehuda ahead of everyone else to go to Mitzrayim and to repair. Uh, to prepare for the Jewish people to settle there. And so Rashi brings on from Chazal famously that one of the things that Yaakov asked, of, asked Yehuda to do was to prepare a base medrash, to prepare a yeshiva, that when Ka'i Yisrael comes, comes there, we should come to a yeshiva already. Okay? So I figure we'll take the opportunity now to uh, discuss a certain aspect of the halachas of a versus a base medrash. And from there, we'll be able to ha- get a better picture in Pneumius, and Halacha, in Pneumius, what exactly this thing called a yeshiva is. Like, what is this thing called, the base Medrash, called the yeshiva? And that'll probably give us a little bit of a better understanding of what Torah is, and so on and so forth. Okay, so let's begin like this. In Marmachah number one, you have a Gemara in Mestachas Megillah, okay? So this Gemara in Megillah is telling us a basic Halacha about, a basic principle, really, about you know about how to, how a person should uh, be acting in a bais haknesses, and the assumption is, and that's the, the assumption all the priests can make, is that this is the halachas of the bais haknesses, and it's the same thing for a baisa medrash. There's a certain kedusha in these places, so you have to act uh, accordingly. So it says in the gemara like this: Chavchesem and the Chavchesem veis. Tana the rabbis taught. But the when it comes to a shul, ein noyge b'hen kalus rish. That the the uh, abesakneses has a certain kedusha, which requires which the halachis that a person is not allowed to be in a state of kalos roish in a besakneses. Kalos Reish means a certain lightheartedness. What are the examples of kalos roish? So the brisa gives us a bunch of things. First of all, in you can't eat in a besakneses. They you can't drink in a besakneses. They you can't. Drink in Beautify yourself, let's say it's a woman putting on makeup or something, she can't do that in the Beisach Nessus. You can't just take a walk, you know, just hang out in the Beisach Nessus. And if you want to get out of the sun or get out of the rain, you can't uh, just use a Beisach to shelter yourself from the sun and the rain. Now, by the way, just we're not going to go into this right now, but uh, the Gemara talks about this in McGill and other places as well, that uh, this is only true for what's called. Uh, technically speaking, a true base Nowadays, especially in Chutzlar, it's all the base all the shuls that we have, when they're built, they're, they're, they're built on a condition that they're not supposed to be uh, full, you know, uh, full 100% base So these halachas that we just learned, they're not, technically they're not applicable to most shuls. You know, people eat in shuls, you know, that's why one of the things, why is it by the chassidish, you know, they, they, why is it called a shlibel? You could have a, you know, you could have uh, bells, you know, it's called a shtivel, it's called a stival. So there's a number of reasons. One of the reasons was to establish it, to make it clear that it's a house, this is not a Beis this is not uh, with all the halachas, because adra rabbis, it is you want to be able to bring uh, there, and to have shal and and to, so that's to avoid this halacha. But again, but technically speaking, something that's built with Kedush HaKnesset has these halachas, you, can have, you can't, you know, act with kalis Rosh, you can't eat, you can't drink, all these things. And Again, and the assumption is it's clear from the Gemara and the, and the Rashinam as well that this is these are halachas for A Aknasus, and it follows suit the halachas of as well. A Beis Aknasus, similar similar ideas. Now, the Gemara goes on, Maromoch number two. The Gemara gives one kula, one heter. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, Rava said the heter that we find for a Aknasus and a Beis Medrash, even if it's the real deal. <laughs> to eat and drink and to do what you want over there, the one het there is, Chacham and Mutarim. That if a person is a Tamil chacham, a Chacham were their students, so they're allowed to, in a base knesses or a base majj, they're allowed to eat, drink, and so on. Damr Rabhishum Levi, why is that? So Rabishum Levi said, my beirabanan." So Bhishum Levi pointed out that I guess in the way people talked in those days, that a shul or a basimej was called the house of the Chachamim. It was called beirabanan. So Rabbi Levi said, "Why is it called that?" The base of the rabban "Because that's where the, that's where Talmud Chacham lives." So even halachically speaking, it's considered for a Talmud Chacham a base of knesset, a base medrash has to be a place that they're more comfortable, you know, to be because we want them to. You want them to hang out there. So that's the halacha. So says the Gemara again. So technically, base of knesset, medrash, you can't have kalosroi. You should eat, drink. Those are the examples: eating, drinking, uh, spatziring. You know, going in there to protect uh, from from, uh, you know, conditions on the outside. So those things are asr, says the Gemara. The only exception to that is the Talmud Chacham, that they're allowed to do these things in a basic HaKnesset or a base of HaMadrish. Okay, fine, that's the Gemara. That, this is the Girsah that we have from the Gemara. So again, the examples, according to our version of the Gemara, that the examples that are given for what's not allowed, is again, eating, drinking, uh, putting on makeup, walking around, protecting yourself from the elements, those are the examples given. Now, in Mar-Mukla number three, there's a Teisvis in Babasra, on the of Beis, that Teisvis over there, he doesn't, it's interesting, Teisvis doesn't like make a point of this, but it's clear from the way Teisvis talks, that Teisvis had a slightly different girsa in this Brysa, and in the girsa that Teisvis has, there's an additional thing that's added to the list of things you're not allowed to do in the Beis okay? And the words of Teisvis are, Vahamrit. In this list, Tyser's comments is that it says, again, this is not our version of the Gemara, but this is Tyser's version, I guess, But that in the Beisach Knesset, you're not allowed to sleep. You're not allowed to sleep in either. V'yishin keva, Not, you know, sh'in keva, like, you know, a significant amount of time, and not even a sh'in arai So uh, insignificant, you know, less than 60 breaths, whatever the shear is. So that's the addition that... Taisvis at least records in his version of the Gemara. So that's an additional thing that you're not allowed to do in a Besech so I guess it would go under the heading of Kalos Reish, things that are not so including including sleeping. Okay, now, if you take a look at Mara Mokre number four, the Shulchan records all of this, the Halach, in um, in Archaim, Simen Kufman, Aleph, that you're not allowed, again, in the Shul, in a basicness, Knesset, Bisa Medrash, eating, drinking, all the listing, and he also includes the list, the, the addition that Taisvis says in Baba Asr, which is not to sleep, but the Shulchan Aruch does give a new heter that we haven't seen until now. So, in Marmokan number four, the Shulchan Aruch again, Kufnun Aleph, Siv Gimel, says the Shulchan Aruch, "Ein Yishenu Again, this is this is based on the Girs of Toisvus, as we saw before, that you're not allowed to sleep in a Beisaknesus. I feel even a Shina Arayi, but says Toisvus Avu Beis but in the Beis HaMedrash, then you are allowed to sleep at least Sheinas Arai. Again, not shinas Keva, but Sheinas Arai. In other words, what the Shulchan arch is now introducing us to is a completely new Heter we haven't seen before, which is, until now we saw a Heter about the type of person you are. That if you're a Talmud Chacham, then you know the Halachas of Kalos Reish is more lenient for you, whether it be and it's in every Beis HaKnesis or Beis HaMedrash. That was the Gemara that we saw in Maramukah number two. What the Shulchan Aruch is now introducing us to is that, at least when it comes to sleeping, we now have a heter, not based on who you are, but where you are. That there's a new heter, says the Shulchan Aruch, in a Beis HaMedresh to sleep Shinas Arai. Regardless, now the Shulchan Aruch doesn't say if you're Talmud or not Tamachach, like anyone. Anyone, even though there is this halakha that you're not allowed to sleep in a Beis HaKnezis, and you're not allowed to sleep in Beis HaMedresh either, but Shinas Arai in a Beis HaMedresh, that's Mutter. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. So where's this coming from? Where is he coming up with this? So in Maromochan number five, you follow this so far, good. Okay. So Maromochan number five. So this is the Beis Yosef. Beis Yosef uh, wrote the Shulchan Aruch. So he explains in Beis Yosef what his sources are. So in the Beis Yosef, he quotes uh, here. B- put it this way: this heter that the that the that the um, that the Shulchan Aruch is giving us, which is again in the general iser of sleeping in a Beis HaKnesses Beis Ha-Majish, which is based on on Teisus' Geras and the Gemara. Now we're coming up with this new heter that anyone is allowed to sleep Shinas Arai in the Beis HaMedrash. So where is this coming from? So the Beis Yosef says this, this, as follows. The Oy Mari Chaviv. It's not from Rishanem, but it's from the Mari Chaviv. Mari right? Chaviv was one of the, it, it, it really contemporary, pretty much a contemporary of the Beis Yosef a little bit earlier <laughs> in, uh, in Tzfas over there in Eretz Yisrael, in the 1500s. So the Mari Chaviv writes the following thing. That Right? That any sleep is oser in the Besaknesis. That's what the Gemara says according to Tisus. That was the Girsa of Tisus. It's one of the things that you're not allowed to do. Avel says the Chaviv, Besha Medrish in a Besha Medrish, Avil pe Shuchar even though we'll see later on that for certain things the vesmedrish is even more homer than a vesaknesis. But near the mutter. But Shinas Arai in the Besha Medrish is mutter. Where's the Mari Chaviv coming from? So he has a raya. Darminan parak Misha Mesa. There's a Gemara in Brachis, Chafemid Aleph. The Gemara in is talking about a uh, certain, you know, halachas about Krishna and halachas of tefillah. And in the middle of the Gemara over there, the Gemara says the following thing, that Hanit Safi Devei that in the base medrash, the, the um, what do they call it, the uh, rugs, there were rugs, Throughout the base medrash in those days, they had rugs. And the Gemara comments that hani tzafit veirav, these rugs that are laid out in the base medrash, the hani Gani, the hani garsi, one Talmud would be taking a nap, and the other Talmud would be learning. So they would have like shifts of people, you know, and they'd be able to learn, so they needed to take a nap. So some people would take a nap, some people would learn, it, and then they would switch. That's the comment of the Gemara. So he asked the Maria Chaviv, What are you talking about, sleeping in a base medrash? What are you talking about? I thought you're not allowed to sleep in base medrash. So it says oh, So it must be that Shina Sarai is motor. It Must be Shina Sarai in the base manager's is That's the, that's the flow. That's where the Miri is coming from, and that's where the base Yosef is recording this in Shulchan Aruch. That even though you're not allowed to sleep, you're right, Taka. But in the base manager, it must be that Shina Sarai in the base manager is motor. not Shina's Keva. That we don't see from the Gemara, right? All you see from the Gemara is that they were, you know, taking small little naps. So at least Shina Sarai is motor. That's the the and that's what the Shulchan Aruch is recording. Okay? Now, if, and by the way, if you take a look at Marmokka number six, the Bihar Gra in Shulchan Aruch brings more rayas to this idea that it must be that sleeping in a base medrash, at mm-hmm. least Shinas Arai, is motor, Besides the Gemara that the Marie Chaviv himself brings, which is the Gemara commenting about these rugs that people would be taking naps in them in the base medrash, the Gra in Shulchan Aruch brings in other Gemaras as well. He called, in Gemara number six, he brings them as follows: He says, for The give, in in, um, in Sukkah, the Gemara gives examples of different tanoim that uh, you know would, would say would say certain things that they excelled in, certain chumras that they took upon themselves. So the Gemara says over there that and Lazzar, they would praise themselves. The fact that they never slept in in base madrash, they never fell asleep based the or similarly, Rav Ada Barahava v'perakim ol So says Vilna We have these Gemaras: They're saying, like you know, patting themselves on the back in a good way that they never took a nap in shul. Basically, what the girl is asking is, when mean now, no one's allowed to sleep in shul. So it must be, like the Muryach Ben Chaviv, that you're, that Shina Sarai is mutter in a bais and they're talking about a Beis It's a Huh? It's a milanot that we're praising themselves. but it's That's the Vilna Gaon's Rai, same basic uh, idea that we f- see again from these Gemars that there's a situation of where shina, shina sarayak upon him, and a base is muter, and that's where the Shulchan is coming from. Okay. The only source for this is the fact that Berau had the. Uh, that in the, the Shulchan think That's sorcerers. where it's all coming from. Yeah. Otherwise, would be... otherwise, we would think it's us. Or that's, that's the Rai. Right. What is the shir of I think, so in uh, so that's a good question. It's a good question. What's the shir Sarai for context? fifteen minutes, so nap. twenty minutes. A the, sh- the cat nap, a power nap. You know, that's the idea. So here here's the problem though. In Marmulka number seven, Rukveger on the Shulchan Aruch raises, you know, a real problem with this heter. Let's break it down for a second. Again, we had a list of things that you're not allowed to do in shul, and you're not allowed to do in base medrash. Kalis Reish, you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to shpatsir. You're not allowed to go to protect yourself from the from the elements. And Teisvus, his gears on the Gemara was that you also, you're also not allowed to sleep. Okay, fine. Now the Gemara said, and so it says Mariv ben Chaviv in the Vilna Gaon as well. But it must be that sleeping, at least in a base medrash, is muter. Why is that the exception? Because you have these gemaras indicating that the tamid, that the tamidim in the yeshiva would take naps in the base Once, Ask Once Esruchveger, an obvious question. One second. We already had a heter in the gemara for talmidichachamim to do all these things, and the can be they have a heter to do these things in a base HaKnesis and a base medrash. So ask Esruchveger, one second. How are you proving that there's this new heter for everyone? To sleep Shina Sarai in a medrash, we already have a pre-existing heter from the Gemara Megillah for Lisa Tamar chacham to do what he needs to do anywhere. So maybe that's the reason why the guys were sleeping in the Base medrash, not because there's a new heter for base medrash. There's anyway a classic heter from the Gemara in number two that Rava said that all tami d'chachamim could eat and drink and spazir and take and protect themselves from the elements in both the Beis Knessis and the Beis HaMedrash. So that old heter would also allow them to take a nap if they needed. How does the Mari Ben Chaviv and the Vilna Gain, for that matter, they're proving that it must be that there's this new heter called sleeping shina Sarai in the Beis HaMedrash, which applies to everyone. That whatever whatever classification of person you are, you can sleep shina sarai in the base medrash. Why? Because otherwise, how were the Talmud and how was Rabbi How are they uh, uh, saying that they're allowed to take a nap in the base medrash? It must be that there's some sort of caveat that sleeping in a base medrash shina sarai al kupan Who says that? Maybe takah sleeping shina sarai in a base medrash is just as usser as eating and drinking and all these things. Aye, so why were the Tamir Chachamim sleeping on rugs in the Beis Hamedrash? Because there's a classic heter anyway for a Tamir Chacham to do what he needs to do, both in a Beis and a Beis So you're coming up with a new heter for everyone in the Beis Hamedrash? you already have a heter from the Gemara clearly on Tamir Chachamim in the Beis and Beis Hamedrash. So why can't that heter be applied to this? Like, what's the? Uh, how are you coming up with this new heter? Yeah, rav. that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like nowadays where people just go into a base marriage, open up a safe, or if you were in the yeshiva, you were to, yeah, to, yeah that's a class. The, the, the term that we have now for Talmud Chochem, I mean, that's, that's literally what they were, right, so that's, uh, you know, for some reason it became a thing, it's, a, it's an interesting shmuz by itself, happens to be, why by Ashkenaz, by Ashkenazim, even the highest level Torah scholar is called the Talmud Chochem. By the them, they still have a title of Chacham. So it's an interesting thing. But, uh, but in the classic terminology, the Bnei HaYeshiva were called Chacham. That's what they were. If you take a look at Marmokah number 7, so, so, so he says, in other words, he, he's making a, a comment. That raya that, for example, the Mari Ben Chaviv brought, which is, wow, there's rugs in the base measures, the Gemara says, for taking naps. Well, you're not allowed to sleep in the base of Oh, so it must be that you're allowed to sleep shina in the base medrash. So he says have a Why are we looking at sleeping shina sarai any different than eating or drinking? And eating and drinking you're not allowed to do anywhere. Even you know not allowed to do. But there's one 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 hat which applies, which is that a Tamil chacham can do it. in a chacham can do it. So maybe that's the reason why the the the, the bnei ha yeshiva were sleeping on the rugs, and and Rabbi Yecheskel is saying, "Look at me, I never slept," and indicating that he's allowed to, because he's a talmud Khacham. So what he has, so but if a person's not a talmud chacham, then we don't have a raya to introduce and to invent a new heter for everyone uh, to sleep Tab Because for a talmud chacham, they can do all these things anyway. So the fact that they're sleeping in a base of medrash is not a, well, it's not a chiddush. What's the shail to begin with? Of course, they're allowed to sleep and they're allowed to eat there also. So what's the shail? Tzurchi and go, tzurchi and go. Okay, so you know everyone knows that a uh, uh, kasha from kvager, like you, you're not, you know, it's like you're not allowed to answer. So the truth is like this: you know, it's not like you're not allowed to answer kvager's kasha. It just means you know the, the way the moshol that you can think is like, like by kvager, kvager's kasha is like the door is locked. So you're not getting in that way. But it doesn't mean there's no way in. You just have to go around the back. So there are certain assumptions that Rekveger is making in this question that with working with those assumptions, unanswerable. Okay, the answer is you have to rework the assumptions. Okay, Now, what is, what is the assumption Rekveger is working with? The assumption Rekveger is working with is the following thing. And it's, a, and it's a very reasonable one, and it's a, the assumption we would all make, which is that all these things that you're now allowed to do that the Gemara listed, and again, and it was even included in the list that Tysus' version also, like all these things are fundamentally the same principle. There's an Isser, an Abbasa Knesses, and of Kalis Reich, of doing something that's considered to be disrespectful in this place. And these are the things you're now allowed to these are the things that's considered disrespectful. What are they? So eating and drinking, spaziering, uh, putting on makeup, protecting yourself from the elements, and sleeping. These are the things that are considered to be kalas reish. Okay, that's the assumption. And what did the Gemara tell us? That there is a one, the, the one heter for all of these things is for talmud chacham. So I ask for Vegar, okay, so that heter called the talmud chacham, you know, that's a heter that applies to all these things listed above. For the issue of Kalas Rush in a Bas Knessis or Basin Medrash, the heter is Tamil Chachem. So if you're a Tamil it means you could eat, you could drink, you can you could sleep. So therefore Kveger is assuming, so he's asking Akasha why are there rugs in the base Medrash? Of course there's rugs in the base Medrash, because who's in the base Tamid Chachem. But if you're not a Tamil Chachem, then that then, then 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 you're not allowed to sleep. So that's where is coming from. So where, 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 so, there's no, so the fact that there are rugs doesn't force us to introduce a new heter called Shinas Arai in Avesa Medrash, for everyone. The, 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 old, the, the good old-fashioned heter that we had of Atam al-Chacham to do all these above-mentioned uh, activities, that would explain why he's allowed to do a Shinas Arai as well. So there's no reason to be Mechadish in a new heter. That's where is coming from. What about the other thing? Say it again. I'm sorry. I yeah, yeah. So the, the Rishonim discussed, there are parameters for a Tam too. But under the right conditions, the Heter would apply for Tamil Chacham as well. Yeah. The Gemara talks about certain that the Gemara that Sere Meroyim would still try to avoid it. You know, as a khum, as a personal Chumrah. But if need be, they will be allowed to. Yeah. The Gemara said that that's that's what we pass in Shulchan too in Kufman Aleph over there. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what would be considered a Tamil Now, that's that's a separate Shmuz. You know. Yeah, yeah, the whole list. That's what we pass in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, but here, here's, only a here's toast, the thing. It's, only a assume. it's all assumed, yeah, this is yeah, assuming, right, this is all built on Tososu, in other words. It's not the in ignoring the Gemara, does that yeah. say. Not, not, our our not our Gemara. Not our Gemara. Uh, making the distinction between sleep and, and drinking or any of these things. So not, we don't have that right. Again, our version of the Gemara, outright, our version of the Gemara Magil doesn't even talk about sleeping. We're assuming based on the version of the Gemara that Tysus quotes, and then there's no distinction between it. This is all the invention of, you know, of these caches. Okay, but here's the thing. If you take a look at the Rambam, the way the Rambam presents these halachas, that we, you know, of of things that you're not allowed to do in a base of Knesset, base of Medrash, something something emerges very interestingly. So take a look at Maravokah number nine. Uh, I'm sorry, number eight. Marvakan number eight. This is the Rambam Okay, so if, again, if you're the Rambam and you're very an organized thinker, you know, you're very makhib. By the way, I just I, I I learned something interesting today that uh, the Rambam, you know, the Rambam was like was very meticulous, very meticulous. Everything it, 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 the Rambam when he signed papers, when he signed, you know, he had to sign documents, whatever. The Rambam had three distinct uh, signatures. Ever, have you heard of this before? The Ram had three distinct signatures. And depending on the type of document he was signing, that's the type of signature he would use. One signature was that each letter of his name was separate, like print. One signature was like each letter flowed into the next, like script. And one signature was like all, like how we, you know, like how we do this thing just to like make a mess of it, you know, all the letters are interincluded with the other. And these were like three separate signatures. The Ram was like Makbid, like, Depending on if I'm writing, am, am I signing something in medical paper? Am I signing something in halachic tshuva? Am I signing just a regular friendly letter? Like, different things. It's like, a, I saw some point out that if the Raman was so makbid with, like, what type of signature he used for his, for papers, you would imagine how makbid he is in, like, Mishnah Torah. You know what I mean? Where he puts things and how he writes things... That's, you see how uh, meticulous he was. So take a look at Marmok and the Raid. So the Rambam is is taking all these things that the Gemara Megillah listed, things that you're now allowed to do, okay? And he's putting them in the proper categories. So in Marmok and the Raid, the Rambam lists the following things. Says the Rambam, Perak Yadav says the Rambam, Bata Knessis, Bata in Besaknesis or Beisach Medrash, A Yibim Kalas Reish. Right? So you're now allowed to have. Uh Khalas levity, you can't you can't you have to take it seriously. What are the examples? Good going. So the Ramam lists the examples that we saw from the Gemara Megillah. Now again, bear in mind, by the way, that that uh the Ramam doesn't have the Gears of Taisvis. But again, we possibly we'll, we'll work it through. You know, just, you know, bear with me. But uh, he says like this, good going. For example, so schayk, Vihitol, Vesik of Uh he says that you're not allowed to, uh, you know, laughter and telling jokes and stomp frivolous Again, this is not exactly the same listing as Aragir, so the Ramam Either this is the gears of the Ram had, or he's expanding the, the Lashon, the Gemara, whatever it is. So, lo- joking, laughing, <laughs> you can't eat over there, you can't drink, you can't, uh, again, put on makeup, you can't you take a walk, you can't go to protect yourself from the elements. So, all the things that we, that we saw from the Gemara, right? Are the things that Kalos Rosh, the Ram puts that where? And Nuchas Makes sense. Hilchus Tril over there in Perak is talking about the concept of a shul, the concept of there being a building that is kavua for davening, and all the halachas of a Beis HaKnesis, so that's where he puts. Treating the Beis HaKnesis properly, and not to have khalas Fine. What's interesting is, is that in Marmukah number nine, the Rambam in Hilchus Talmud Torah talks about the concept of not sleeping in a Beis HaMegish. He doesn't put it in Hilchas He puts it in Hilchas Now take a look. Let's see. Ramam in Hilchas Says the Ramam, Ein Yushayim in Beis HaMajrash. Now again, what is Hilchas about? Hilchas is not about buildings. And Hilchas is not about respect for the divine, for the Shechina in holy places. That's not what Hilchas is about. Hilchas is about learning. The halachas of learning, what to learn, how to teach, when to teach. Halachas of learning. And over here the Ramam says the following halacha. Ein in Beis that one is not allowed to sleep in a Beis hamidrash. <inaudible> the cholam The continues, and anyone that does sleep in a bais hamidrash, Nas nasis His wisdom is is um, is ripped up. His wisdom turns in is like pieces. It's not it's not full. It's a chasarn in his ability to grasp the <inaudible> Torah. And Shlomi <inaudible> <and inaudible> Mach also writes this in in Kehelis v'keroym Talbish Numa that rip rips enclose uh, the sleeping person so says the rambam that's what the that's means that if a person sleeps in base measures his wisdom becomes ripped says the rambam in uh, you know you know before we get to the next part we'll, we'll stop here for a second now this is an interesting thing until now again what was Rukveger assuming Rukveger was making an assumption which is that the issue of sleeping right is in the Beis the Beis is under the same category as eating and drinking. Now, if that was the case, then the Rambam doesn't make any sense to put this in a separate section of Hilchus Hilch What's clear in the Rambam is the following idea, is that there's something different about the issue of sleeping in a Beis Ha-Majish. So let, let's, let's present, and others, what's Rambam saying? That the issue of sleeping in a Beis HaMajrash is not because of the kedushah of the place. Like, that's oh, a holy place, so you have to act respectfully. It's not an issue of respect. There's something else. There's something about the mitzis of sleeping, that the mitzis of there being sleeping done in this place that's supposed to be designated and sort of enveloped with the aura of Torah, is an, it's unhealthy for the Torah learning. So it's not even so much about the kedushah, about disrespectful. It's not... If a person's eating in in, in a in a Beisach, or Baisa it's not the... It's not because it's uh, affecting the Torah learning in general. It's you're being you're doing something which is which is not respectful for the place for the holiness of the place. That's not the issue when it comes to sleeping in base of medrash. Sleeping in base of says the Rambam clearly. It's midin hilchastama Talmud Torah. There's something about Torah that re, that the airspace that's required to be conducive to Torah learning is an airspace that doesn't have sleepfulness. Sleepfulness is anti. Success in Torah. Something like that. Adekadei says, Rambam, if a person sleeps in a base Medrash, the Torah becomes ripped up. Something like that. So, so, in other words, once we see this concept from the Rambam, that there's something different about the halachas of sleeping in a base Medrash, so now we can reorient ourselves vis-a-vis Rukveger in the following way. <coughs> and it's as follows. When it comes to eating, drinking, uh protecting yourself from the elements... So that is one uniform halacha for both the baisaknes and the baisamedrash. Those are activities that are not respectful for the sanctity of the place, and for all those activities, there is one classic heter of a talmudacher. (coughs) True. Now, however, when it comes to sleep, sleeping, we have to think differently. The way sleeping in these places, we have to present. We have to think the following way: when you're dealing with a baisaknes, so. Again, Teisvis had in his girsa that sleeping is, con- is, is included in the list of things that are considered to be disrespectful for a basic nessus. And that makes sense. Why? How, many, how often, how, how, you know, how long are you in a basic for? Three times a day. So you can't, uh, so you take a cup of coffee before, you can't, you know. A person's falling asleep in a basic nessus, So that's like disrespectful. You can't control, you can't, you know what I mean? So, I, ah, the guy's very tired. So, take a nap earlier. You know, you know when your time of Davening you know. You know what the minion is. So, if a person is in Beis, Medrash, Beis Aknesis, I'm sorry, and going to sleep, it means it's a, it, that's an act that's disrespectful. So, when we're talking about sleeping in a Beis Aknesis, whether it be Shinas Keva or Shinas Arai, it's an issue of Kalas Reish. It's clearly a sign of disrespect for the place, because that's something that you could have, you could have prepared yourself knowing that you're going to be there for an hour you know i mean you could have prepared and so that's considered to be khalas Reich. that's that's included in that category but now when it comes to base measures when it comes to base measures the base measures is a place that's, that's 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 it's made to be there all day long so it's one thing it's one thing if you're doing an activity which by its very definition uh, is uh, animalistic or by its very definition, a little bit grub, like eating or drinking. That's fundamentally disrespectful for the place. But putting your head down and taking a nap, uh, we're suggesting now, is not fundamentally, it's not inherently disrespectful. It doesn't create automatically uh, a, a laxity. It's like a person, has to, a person has to take a nap, they have to take a nap. It's, an, it's a natural thing. For a base Medrash, however, therefore sleeping in a base Medrash is not a problematic because of kalas rish. What it's problematic for is a new issue of hilchas tamatayr. Of hilchas and hilchas there is an issue of what of there being any sleepfulness, any sleeping taking place in a base of medrash is a problem because of hilchas Because just the aura of sleepfulness in a base of medrash is, is uh, counterproductive to the aura that a base medrash requires. And so, when we're dealing with this issue now of sleeping in a bais the the heter, the classic heter of what of what works for kalos roish issues, which is if you're a talmud Chachem, it's okay. That's not going on over here because if there's anyone that has to be more makvid on talmud Torah, on making sure that the learning is done is is not affected by anything damaging, is a talmud Chachem. So it's one thing if you're dealing with issues of khalas Then you can say, listen, you know, we have to be a little bit more lenient. on They're there all day, whatever it is. They have a hard enough time as it is. But if you're dealing with something which is specifically about making sure learning is done well, then that's something that a should be more makbed on. So therefore, says the Meri Berav, if I have a Gemara brachas which talks about rugs in the Beis and it's clearly in the Gemara that people would take naps there. So says the Marie Barav, I'm not gonna so how do I explain that? So I'm gonna explain that with the classic heter of a Tamil Khachim can do things that are Khalas Rush? That that's not the issue of sleeping in the base measure. The, sleeping in the base measure was never an issue of Khalas Rush. It's not considered to be disrespectful. And a Khanami, he's there all day. It's a place that's that's made to be used all day long. So taking a nap for a few minutes is not considered to be terrible Khalas Rush. What's the issue? The issue is that sleeping is is fundamentally Damaging to the aura of Torah. And that's something that doesn't make sense to have a specific at the Veratam for. If anything, he should be a person super Supermachbid about that. So why are they sleeping? Why are they taking naps in the base of So it must be, says the Meribur that the entire issue of sleepfulness being damaging to Torah learning and damaging the aura of a base of Medjush is only Shinas Keva, not Shinas Arai. The Shinas Arai from the very beginning was never an issue. But therefore, because of that, the heter of Shina Sarai is not specific for Talmud Chacham. The issue of sleeping in a Beis HaMedjish was something that was universal to begin with. It's something that if anyone should be marked on, it is a Talmud Chacham to be marked that. So if the fact that it's mutter in a Beis it's not going to be mutter only for Talmud Chacham. If it's mutter in a Beis it's because that level of sleepfulness is not, des- it's not uh, destructive to the aura of a Beis It's not destructive to tire itself. Okay, so if it's not destructive, it's not destructive for anyone. So this is the this is the 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 that's going on over here. This is I I think what we're forced to say in the world uh you know based on the Shulchan Aruch, again based on this idea of the Rambam is that again there are these two different categories things that are kalis reish would have a heter if you're a Tamil chacham, and what's considered to be kalis reish? so there are certain things which are standard kalis reish things eating drinking spatzering activities that fundamentally uh, bring you to a, a laxidaisical, uh, more loose type of mentality. That that's fundamentally kolz Rush. and that's true for beisaknesis. It's true for beisimedrash. That's eating, drinking, shpatziring, just going in there to protect yourself from the sun and, and so on. And that is and the only heter for that type of stuff is if you're a talmud Chachem. Does sleeping fall into that category? I would venture to say, well, it depends. If it's a beisaknesis, yeah. Because what are you doing? You, you, you didn't know what the chakras is at uh, 9 o'clock, you know, so you, you go to bed a little bit early. You know, you know when you have to be there, so make sure that you're awake. If you're dealing with, so that, Therefore, sleeping automatically is a sign of frivolousness. But if you're in a Besa hamedrash where the Besa Medrash is made to, to be there all day long, then the very fact that you're just taking a nap and sleeping is not a simon of Kalash Reish. You're overwhelmed by, by learning, and you're learning very hard, and you want to take a nap in order to learn better. That's not uh, khalas reish. What is the issue of sleeping in a base of medrash? Not Kalis reish. The issue is it affects, it, 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 it's damaging to the, to the airspace of Tyra in the place. So if it's an issue of damaging the airspace of Tyra, that's an issue that both the Talmud Chacham and anyone would have to be mocked on. And if the fact we see in the Gemara that they would have shinas sarai in a base of medrash, it means that evidently shinas sarai is not damaging. And so once you see it's not damaging, it's not damaging, for, and then, then it's not damaging by anyone, Tamil Chacham or not. That's where the Merebav is coming from. Now, by the way, just to so what, so, what are we seeing from all of this? And this is where we're going to now move into the Pinimi side of things. What we find now is a, 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 a halacha, which which is which is what that Chazal, when it comes to a base of Medrash, the halachas that govern the activities of a base of Medrash are not just what's respectful or not respectful. We want to maintain. We want to uh, 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 certain activities that are damaging to the aura of Torah that needs to be in the base of Medrash. Those activities are off limits. What are the examples of an activity that's damaging to that aura? So the example number one we just saw is sleeping. Shinas keva, is considered to be damaging to the aura of Torah. Now what's interesting is, is that there's another activity which you can't say is kalas Reich but it's just damaging to the aura of Torah that's also Aser in the base Majrish. What is that? So if you take a look at Maramukah number nine, the, to, to finish off the Rambam over there. So the second line of the Rambam, so again, the Rambam says you're not allowed to sleep, and it makes the Torah learning ripped up. The Rambam then continues, that one is not allowed to speak at all in a base except words of Torah. Atesh, says the Rambam, an interesting example. Even if a person sneezes, Enarm The minig was not to say bless you or, or Ghazuntite, <laughs> it was to say Rafua, like which is, I guess, Ghazuntite, you know, in Hebrew. But uh, to say Bari, uh, whatever, Rafu, you should you should be healthy and well. That even a response to a sneeze, you're now let us say in a basin. Again, we're talking about a real base are not talking about uh, with with Kedusha's basicness. So he says, certainly, certainly other things as well. Now, this is an interesting thing. The Rambam over here is telling us that when it comes to a Beis medrash, all speech outside of the words of Tyra are Usr, even saying, God bless you, you know, you're know, not allowed to do. Now, it, it, what's interesting is, is that that's much more severe than speaking in a Beis HaKnessus. In speaking in a Beis HaKnessus, in the previous Allah, in number 8, the Rambam also said, you're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to just stop talk. But the Rambam gave... It, gave the description, the Raman, again, Maramokat number 8, the Raman said, right? under the Kalis Reish category, unnecessary speech. So the Raman is saying that when it comes to a shul, what's considered Kalis Reish? Unnecessary speech. When it comes to Beis medrash, the Raman went further. Forget unnecessary. Any speech that's not Torah is considered to be damaging to the aura of the place. And by the way, in, in the Rambam we find this, that there's a very big difference between, there's a specific category that's called Sicha Betele. Sicha betela doesn't just mean things that are not Torah. Sicha betela has a certain category to it. Maramokah number 10, the Rambam, in his commentary to Mesechus Alves, to Pirkei Alves, Pirkei Alves, Mishnah Zayin, the Rambam defines for us these categories of speech. And the Rambam says, HaDibra HaNimas, uh, speech which is, uh, you know, uh, Nimas, is uh, disgusting, I don't know, it's like, not, not unbecoming. Unbecoming. Asha Anybody tell us Allah doesn't have any there's no productivity, doesn't, doesn't accomplish anything for the neshama, Vlay. a Vera Mary doesn't it's not an Avera per se, it's not like a guy speaking Lashana, but it's just uh, it's not there's nothing, it doesn't accomplish anything, you're not saying nice words, you're not making people happier, you're not being chazik people, people, you just stop talking. Uh Kuroifsipuriam, like like how most people most, most conversations fall into this category. But Mashaara, you're talking about things that happened, Mashahaya you know things that the history mahim manige point political all these things a khisash point had had to point die you know all these things that people talk about oh yeah khasash or the deal you know this guy got rich all these uh, all these things that's called siq beteil so says the rambam that's what siq time starting hacking hacking so the the rambam in hil khastiel says that you know doing a basicness but the Rambam in Hilchus Torah is saying that you, that beyond Sikh betayla, let's you want to talk about things that are necessary, business, or saying God bless you to another year. It's not sicha betayla, it's not sicha betayla, it's not harking at shaynech. But even that's also a of measures. So what we're finding in the Rambam is 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 that there's two things in particular that Chazal were extremely machped with that these two things create an atmosphere that's necessary. For for a healthy development of Tyra and the base of Medjish. two things more than anything else. Again, you have the standard halakhs of kallas rosh that, that, that's applied to any holy place, but specifically for a base medrash that's conducive to create an atmosphere of Tyra, Two things: what number one, no sleepfulness, no shinas keva at least, no shinas keva. Shinas kava is damaging to the aura of Tyra. Number two, any w- words that are said that are not tairaedic. So what's the uh, what's the ending of the hair? Okay, so this is a little bit hard to explain. I'll do the best I can. You know, we have a, a, in in the beginning of Chumash, there's a story, you know, it was here. Okay, let's go like this. I started like this, I'll go with that. In in the beginning of Chumash, we have a a story of where Adam and Cha, right? Hashem makes Adam, right? And then uh, we need to make Chava. So what does Hashem do? Hashem puts Adam to sleep. And takes the rib, right? Makes Chava. Adam is now waking up. So you have this idea that Chava is created through Adam's sleepfulness. Now the Gemara says, interesting thing, Gemara says in Subis that ten measurements of talking came into the world, and nine went to Chava. Nine went to Chava. In the Samaric tradition we find this, that the, 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 the Nekeva, that inyan that's called Nekeva is very much connected to the Kaycha Dibur, the Indian of speech. Now what's interesting is, is that in that original story of creation, Chava is created, which now let's translate Chava as Dibur as speech, from sleepfulness. So what we have is an interesting thing in the beginning of, of creation, which is speech that comes into the world through sleepfulness. What now... That, that scenario of words, of, of Chava being created through sleepfulness, the surah tradition point out, is reflective of a much deeper story, which is, the Rabbanu created the world with speech. Ye, let there be light. Uh, all the ten, uh, the ten sentences of creation also came with Hashem's speech. But so, and just as Chava, which is the ending of speech, came into the world through sleepfulness, so, Smart has taught us that so too the words that Hashem said to create the world also came from a divine sleepfulness. What does that mean? It means that before the world, before the Rav created the world, what was, what was filling everything up? The Rabbanim So the problem is, Rabbanim wants to say he wants to create a world. So, in order for there to be a world, kiviyachol the Rabbanim has to. Go to sleep. The has to. What happens when you sleep? It means your neshama goes away. It means something's being removed. It means the story of creation, on a very simple level, as it's being sort of reflected in that story of Adam Chava. What's the story of creation? The removal of God's presence to allow words to be said that are talking about grasses and grasshoppers and uh, and bunny rabbits, all nice things, but not words of Torah. And that analogy, Shem would still be. In that analogy, right, yeah, so Hashem is a, so so to speak, like Adam is Hashem, so to speak, right? So it's like it's like Hashem goes to sleep, there's a removal of the divine consciousness that, in, that uh, fills all of reality to make room for words that are nice, but uh, bunny rabbits and grasshoppers. That's the story of creation. But now there's Torah. Just as the world was was created with ten utterances, the Torah was given with also ten commandments. But what's the difference between the Asar Ma'maris, the ten sentences that Hashem said to create the world, versus the ten sentences that Hashem says to give us the Torah? Mm -hmm. The difference is, is that the words that Hashem said to create the world were words that were said from sleepfulness. And because those words were said from sleepfulness, it means that the words themselves are about bunny rabbits and grasshoppers. The Ten ten Commandments of the Torah are words that are said from the wakefulness of Hashem. And because of that, the words that are coming out from that wakefulness is what? Are words that are saturated with divine energy and divine consciousness and divine presence, which is Torah. It means the definition of Torah is a a a, a sort of uh, uh, the, the story of creation, but instead of the story of creation being words that are said when they're emptied out of consciousness. Now, Torah means words that are being said that are full of consciousness. So, what is the definition of Torah? The definition of Torah are words that are said from an uh, that are said from an, awake, from an awakefulness state, and the words are full of awakefulness. That's the definition of Torah. So, it means. So if we are Chazal and we're trying to create a place that's conducive for the reality and for the experience of Torah, what Chazal therefore are, are doing, are not just, they're not just picking and choosing random zachen. They're creating, they're, 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 um, they're, they're creating an environment through halacha that is itself a reflection of the Torah that's supposed to be studied in that environment. So what is that environment? That environment is an environment of wakefulness, and words that are said with, with 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 deep intention and deep content, not words that are hollowed out through, through uh, a removal of, of depth. Quite the opposite. Words that are saturated with that depth. That's what that's what that's what Torah means. That's again. This is the difference between the aserus Dibris versus the asarim the sarma again, are words that are, that are said, but they're by their very definition not words of Taira, because they're coming from a, a hollowed-out consciousness, a sleepfulness. The Rabbana removed Kivyachal's presence to allow room for there to be words about bunny rabbits and grasshoppers. But the definition of Taira is the Rabbana Shlom again, speaking 10 sentences, but now the speaking of the Rabbana is full of his consciousness. And the Rabbana consciousness is Taira. So, when Chazal are reenacting this scene, they reenact it in the following way by creating a halacha that what? That every word that's said in the Beis HaMedjah has to be words of, of divine consciousness. And you yourself have to be reflective of the, of the, the process to, in which brought out those words, which is divine consciousness and presence, not a removal, not a sleepfulness. So, a reversal or just in new system? It's a. Is it a reversal or a new? Well, it's not. Well, yeah, listen. Uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not re- right. We're not reversing because we're still functioning here. But, but there is an idea of a, re- of a. Slowly but surely, it is a reversal. You know what I mean? It's, it's slowly but surely overtaking the. Right. Re- recreating braces in this very. To that, to that extent, right? And that's exactly what a base of medrash is about, because that's what Tyre that's what is. But take a look at Marmok number 11. So yeah, Raptsadik sort of hints this. Again, I can't say that he's saying this Mufurish, but so uh, in Lakutum, by the way, this is also this is very much connected by the way to um, to Rosh Hashanah. The, the whole union of of, of Rosh Hashanah, I put it this way, you know, the, the, one of the one of the one of the themes of of Rosh Hashanah, not the oh, it's hard to say the word things like in the midst of Rosh is shaifer, right? In shai-fer. So in, in the Musav of Esrei, by Rosh Hashanah, when we talk about shafers. So a major element over there is the shaifer of Har Sinai, which is also like in the, the, the Davin. also, it's like shayfar of Har Sinai and shayfar of Mashiach, right? Those are the two things that we talk about. Why was, uh, why, Taka, why was there a shayfar on Har Sinai? And why does it have to be a shayfar with Mashiach? Like what's the, uh, well, why do you need a shaifer for? Mm-hmm. In the Kisvi the, the site of shayfar is when Chav is being created, but keeping Adam awake. That's the site of shayfar keeping Adam awake while chava is being created. That's exactly what Tyra is. Instead of the world being created, which is Chava, which is words, which is Yhi are you know nasa adam, and those words coming out of Adam falling asleep, out of a hollowing out of depth and, con- and divine consciousness, the site of Rosh Hashanah, which is the site of 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 Har Sinai, the site of Tyra, is words being being brought into reality of and so on, that are coming from divine wakefulness. That's what the shaifer does. This is something that we we're introduced to in our Sinai, and will be completely, fully developed and take over the entire system with, with Mashiach. Therefore, Mashiach is also this union of, of a Shafir. It's all revolving around the same union. If you take a look at Marmoka number 11, so Rabbi writes the following thing, is at the beginning of Torah, that I'm the one, that's just, I'm God, I'm the one that runs your life, I'm everything. A person should know that Hashem is guiding everything in our lives. There's nothing that's a coincidence. Something that just happens. Like what, what, Words that are just said, stop. There's no such thing. There are things that are just happen without Hashem's presence, without Hashem's guidance. The This is the root of all of Taira. Ushmagila, and he says this shocking thing. Ushmagila munazu. When a person reaches this level of munah, That's it. you, know, you, you know, mission accomplished. You don't need anything else. That's, that's all you need. Everything else is commentary. So now he says so. so, 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 so that's the you know, sort of the backdrop that he's painting of what Taira is. And he says is going. Now Amalek is the opposite of all of this. That's why before, to, before we got to Harsinai, what do we have to go through? Amalek. And what do we have to go through before Mashiach comes? Amalek. Amalek is the opposite of this. Amalek, if, if Harsinai, if Torah means wakefulness and w- words that are being said, words that are emerging, a reality that's being created, coming from a divine wakefulness, Amalek means... None of that. Words that are co- reality emerging out of a divine sleepfulness. Out of uh, out of a nothingness. That's why if you remember by Haman, right? Haman says Haman says uh, according to Chazal Haman said Lashanar and he said to Achishersh to, Ach- to kill the Yidden, right? and Achishersh says I'm afraid of their God. So what was Haman's reaction? Haman said Elohim shal elu yish- yashon yashanhu, Their God is sleeping. Their God is sleeping. It's a, it's a, a Nusach. That's what a Moloch is. That's what a Moloch is. So he says this this denial of Hashem being awake and thinking everything is a coincidence and just haphazard and sleepful Amalek always comes when they're sleeping sleeping is always the time where Amalek comes by that's why Amalek comes before our Sinai. so this is the insight what we what we're seeing is that the, the fundamental principle of what Torah is is a a re uh, um, a reconstitution of creation in such a way where instead of words that are hollowed out of consciousness of divine consciousness adrab its words that are said full of divine consciousness that's what that's the definition of a Torah is so male again the lots of basic and measures follow this is that to create that atmosphere it requires two things it requires the consciousness that people should be awake and the words that are said Therefore, should be, because of that consciousness, the words that are said at the Afka words of Tyre again was we're trying to create Asar Sedibris to replace the Asar Mamars. That's the, uh, that's the idea of here. No? So, by just learning about this, Allah be to be awake, to be uh, able to hear the words of Hashem clearly, and uh, to get that final shaifer of Mashiach, is called Meher what I do mean is if we talk about rabbits with that practice. Oh, that's what's going to be with some shit.